0: Hi there, just popping in at the top to let you know that this podcast episode may include some language that's inappropriate for young ears. And as always, there will be spoilers ahead. Enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome
1: to Tear Jerkers, the podcast where we rate movies on a teardrop scale.
0: Because sometimes you just need a good cry, and we're here to tell you where to find it. I'm actor, writer, and time travel skeptic, Maybell,
1: And I'm Kimia, the sap who could for once put away her time travel frustration to wholeheartedly accept this movie into my heart.
0: Today, we'll discuss Rachel McAdams being unconvincing as an insecure girl and also being too hot for Donald Gleason. the British understanding of the space-time continuum, apparently, murdering your own children through time travel, wearing a red dress for a wedding for absolutely no discernible reason, a flagrant disrespect for the time-traveling laws, the closest and weirdest sibling relationship of all media, and Kate Moss.
1: And after we find out why Maybell hated this movie, we'll wrap up with Take Me to Your Happy Place. But first, Maybell, had you seen this movie before this week?
0: I don't actually think that we've introduced the name of this movie yet, but we are talking about Mm. About Time, in case you couldn't tell from the title of the episode that you downloaded. We're talking about About Time, and... My personal history. I watched the first 20 minutes or so of this movie a few years ago. I think pretty soon after it came out. um, My parents were watching it right before I was about to go out somewhere. So I thought that it was a cute idea and I liked the premise. So I was kind of interested in seeing what the movie would be about. So I put it on our list. Um, And last night was the first time I watched the whole two hour ordeal, you know, all together. Um, Yeah. So that was my first time. How about you?
1: I had not seen this movie. I haven't seen very many sweet, gentle rom-coms at all, but this movie made me want to change that.
0: That's great. But before we jump into that, do you want to give the synopsis?
1: I would love to. About Time is a British romantic comedy drama, a rom-com drama, about a young man's quest for love and happiness using his inherited ability to travel back in time. It's a very sweet film about love and family. It's not a movie about the mechanics of time travel.
0: Not even a little bit. No. This movie actually kind of felt like a father and son family relationship movie disguised as a rom-com.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, true. I, I agree with that now that you've said it. I didn't think about that. But before we move on into the discussion, trivia, De Chanel was originally cast as Mary, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. So they cast Rachel McAdams instead. Like, thank God for that.
0: Thank God. I mean, this movie would have been like 4,000 times more unbearable if it was Zoe. And I don't even dislike Zoe Deschanel, but I don't think I could have handled seeing her in this role.
1: (laughs) No, it's not suited for her. I don't think so either.
0: (laughs) All right. But before we get into all that, let's take a break.
1: This episode of Tearderker's is brought to you by Rachel McAdams Falling in Love with Time Travelers. Rachel McAdams falls in love with Time Travelers in literally four different movies.
0: Four movies? I could have sworn it was only two because I know about The Time Traveler's Wife and this one. But there are two other movies where Rachel, I kind of feel like we have to have our own like little spinoff or like mini season of just these, this like niche of movies. Rachel McAdams in a rom-com with a Time Traveler. Uh, But but I don't know if I'm willing to sit through that because I already sat through two hours of this.
1: The weird thing is that she doesn't time travel in any of them. Like, she never gets to do that at any point.
0: I really want... Now I want to see Rachel McAdams get to be a time traveler.
1: So the four movies are About Time, The Time Traveler's Wife, Mm -hmm. Midnight in Paris, which is Owen Wilson.
0: Oh, wait, I've seen that one. And then
1: Doctor Strange.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. Now that you say it, I'm like, duh. Um, I I I've seen Midnight in Paris, and I liked it. I actually thought it was enjoyable. Um, I totally forgot that that's another time traveling movie. It's, I guess, it's a time traveling movie. And Doctor, I doesn't. Uh, Doctor Strange is not like a romance. Like, I haven't seen it, but the romance is like not the thing for. That's not the draw of Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But still, like. Give Rachel McAdams the time traveling. If you're gonna make her do another time travel movie, let her be the time traveler. Why agree. are the men always time traveling?
0: I agree. Yeah, it's inequality.
1: Women want to time travel too, or probably maybe they don't. Smart. <laughs> but I don't really like to make those kinds of generalizations about like women are smarter than men, but yeah, sometimes it's occasionally it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. We love our sponsor, Rachel McAdams Falling in Love with Time Travelers. And we would love for Rachel McAdams to time travel herself. Yes. Agreed. So shall we get back to the show? Let's get back to the show.
0: Okay, so time for the discussion, Kimia. What did you think about, about time?
1: (laughs) Your face. Like, I can see your face. (laughs) and You look like you're in a little bit of pain or like... Um, you have to interact with someone that you despise,
0: but I, I definitely feel like I'm trapped in a room with with someone somewhat like Dodgy J. Like that's <laughs> the vibe that this film gives me. Because first oh of gosh. all, where is the justice for Kitty? How the fuck? I'm sorry. How does she end up with Dodgy J? Like. Like, they're they're doing this whole thing about how, like, she has to find her own self-worth so that she stops being an alcoholic and dating shitty dudes, and then they end up pairing her off with the sketchy dude that's her brother's best friend. And the whole time, up until then, they painted Jay as completely indiscernible from any of the sketchy men that Kitty dates. So how is that an upgrade? Please. Please explain to me.
1: Ooh. We do not know. Okay. I have
0: to assume, because they
1: don't really go into detail, so I have to assume that Dodgy Jay grew up a little bit, but also Dodgy Jay was, like, like your average, like, I want to get with women, and not, like, the abusive guy. Yeah, yeah. Necessarily. They didn't show him being bad, or, like, evil, they just showed him being, like... A creep? Your average womanizer, I suppose. So I'm... Like, if you want to read this in the best light, he grew up. And if you want okay. to read this in the worst light, they did that very poorly.
0: <clears throat> well, and they did a lot true. of other things poorly, so anyway. anyway. I
1: enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. overall, mm-hmm. but I was ready to accept it as a sweet rom-com and, like, not think about it very much. I I, see. like, usually have trouble with time travel movies because I get to caught up in the mechanics of the time travel and it doesn't make any sense and, like, what happens and blah, blah, blah. And because they didn't go into the actual mechanics, I was able to, like, let that just Mm -hmm. be how it is and accept it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the time traveling is the thing that probably bothered me the least about this movie, like the inconsistencies with the time traveling mechanics. I'm okay with that. You know what? Have your fun. I'm, I'm really not that bothered by that. I, Mm -hmm. I don't understand the pacing of this movie because it's, it's marketed as this rom-com or at least I thought it was marketed as a rom-com and the first hour or so of the movie is a rom-com in which Tim played by Donald Gleason, is trying to get a girl to fall in love with him. And he uses his time traveling abilities to do that. Um, but then there was still another like hour and twenty minutes of the movie, and and to be honest, the last forty minutes of the movie were my favorite. I actually really liked the ending of the movie, mm-hmm. the last the the last act or whatever. That was actually to me like the point of this movie, mm-hmm. and that's where it had the best things to say. And I felt I felt like this movie had a lot of good things to say about life and just unbearable I would say at best uninspired and at worst like actively toxic ideas about women and like I know I know I should not be bringing my feminist brain into a rom-com like that's literally no. not what they're for but um, no,
1: I don't agree with that you should bring it
0: okay I just I think as someone who has studied, like, I love a rom-com. I love a good rom-com, but Mm -hmm. I'm very, very critical of them. And I think this was just so uncritical of the genre that it bothered me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, the unbelievably attractive women who all surround this very, very average-looking man...
1: Oh, oh, my
0: God. Okay. Like, like also, Marco Roby. So beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely oh my God, gorgeous. She's, way, she's such way babe. too hot for Donald Gleason. at least at the point of this movie. I've seen Donald Gleason now, and he's so much hotter, and he's been in movies where he's really hot, and I really wish that they were able to bring a little bit of that energy into this movie, because mm-hmm. he's, it is, like, unbearable to watch him like almost land all of these really hot women it's like upsetting for me
1: <laughs> i love movie- like lars and the real girl mm-hmm. no one's like no one was hot e- and extraordinarily lars and attractive girl. yeah everyone yeah. is like normal even and they still um, they even had attractive
0: actors like yeah. ryan gosling who is a really yeah. hot actor they made him unattractive and yeah they ma- i love that yeah i I really love that in Lars and the Real Girl, they didn't do the whole like weirdly everybody's super hot because this isn't actually the Midwest, it's Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. And this movie, while not in Hollywood, is a British film. Um, all of the women are super attractive. And then the men are just doorknobs. Like,
1: yeah. except for Bill Nye, who's an absolute dilf. But the mismatch really bothers me, how all the yeah. women are babes. And then all the men are like... Guys,
0: yeah, just guys. Like, I'm not saying that they're, they're not like, deserving of love and like healthy relationships, but like maybe no. also look for women who you who look like you. You know, sorry. Yeah, that's my little soapbox. Um, I anyway. agree with you. Oh, I I do. But, hmm?
1: Like they did, they did do the bad bangs on Rachel McAdams mm-hmm. that like make her look a little plainer, but. Yeah, so ridiculous how she's sitting in the restaurant and she's saying, I look like a squirrel, and, like, I'm not pretty, and I'm just average. I'm just a regular girl. Also,
0: she's so pretty. And I'm never going to believe Rachel McAdams when she tries to play a girl who's not completely aware of how beautiful she is. And I think Mm -hmm. that's largely because I grew up watching Mean Girls, and the first Mm -hmm. time I ever saw Rachel McAdams in a movie that wasn't Mean Girls, it was very strange for me. So anytime she plays an insecure character, I'm like, pfft. That's a lie. Okay,
1: <laughs> she is very pretty. She's
0: so beautiful. She is like, she's like,
1: she is grown though. Uh huh. Like in Mean Girls, she's like a teen and she's like a bitch and she's yeah. like made up and is like really played up that gorgeousness thing. And then in mm-hmm. this movie, she's like, I'm a woman who's like really pretty, but you, I'm like I'm hiding it because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to play a plain girl. It's ridiculous. It is. But wait, no, no buts. Go on.
0: I feel, okay, so we're going to get to the stuff with the crying. And mm-hmm. I will admit this movie did make me cry. If it didn't make me cry, I probably would have said that we should pick a different movie and skip this week. But it did make me cry and we'll get to that. But first, I really want to get my issues with this movie out. Um, Tell us your issues. Um, first of all, where are the people in Mary's life? Because literally this woman, she has one friend who is the friend that she was out with to explain why she was at the restaurant when she meets Tim for the first time. Um, Mm -hmm. And she promptly slut shames her friend and throws her under the bus and acts like she doesn't respect her only female friend or only only actual friend in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. They introduce her parents very briefly, which was fine. They kind of show her dad walking her down the aisle at the wedding. And that's it. She has no friends. There are no rowdy Americans at that wedding, which is entirely unbelievable. Um, her own mother isn't at the hospital when she gives birth. It's all of Tim's family that's there because mm. it's all about his child. And how lucky he is oh, that yeah. she has. he has this bride and that's wonderful. But like none of it is about her happiness or about her life. She has, like, no individuality or sense of personal identity that I can tell beyond, like, this is her job, she gets paid to read, and also she's super cute and you're in love with her. Like, that's one of those things about um, romantic movies where the heterosexual male is the protagonist that I have a lot of issues with is this, like, lone woman island and Mm -hmm. how isolated they, like, make the, the... you know, heterosexual female lead as a character, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's upsetting. Like this woman needs more friends, mm-hmm. especially friends that she doesn't look down on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. They really do do that. It—it it is really about Tim. The mm-hmm. movie's about Tim, and like Mary, like, like she's lovely. Mm-hmm. And I she's would be like so, so happy sp- to have
0: Mary be my friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, wonderful. She's very sweet to Tim and, like, all of his family, and she's lovely with Kit Kat Mm -hmm. and all of that. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's not about Mary, really.
0: Yeah. The one thing that was super exciting for me was, like, right at the end of Act 2 and the beginning of Act 3, where Mary traps Tim in the office with her after their Mm -hmm. toddler destroys a manuscript, and she won't let him out. And the only way that he can fix it is if he can find a dark room. So yeah, I really wish that they had explored the tension of that situation and how Tim was going to attempt to fix a situation where he wasn't able to use his time-traveling abilities to make things better. And then it was entirely derailed by the phone call. Entirely. Yeah,
1: but I, I liked that he didn't try to make everything perfect in his life.
0: Well, yeah, but, but that's at the end. You know, like they never they never resolve like the fact that that Mary's job was completely screwed over because of this oversight on the part of Tim, you know, and I really wish that they'd had that moment of like, I don't know, of either him trying desperately to physically get away so that he can fix it and her desperately not allowing him to leave because she thinks that he is avoiding responsibility and fixing the mistakes or sorry. And fixing the consequences of his mistakes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So I was super yeah. interested in that. That scene was very fascinating to me. And then the dad cancer phone call just kind of derailed the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I just feel like this movie was kind of weirdly paced because for a rom-com idea, like, you know, he gets the girl in the first hour. So it's very much like, what's the rest of this movie? I was waiting for something like he has to choose between saving his sister and saving Mary or, like, you know, higher stakes. Okay,
1: so it's kind of occurring to me that maybe it's not, like, a rom-com. Yeah. You know, or... Or it's a it's a comedy and it's romantic, but mm-hmm. the romance isn't between Tim and a woman. It's like the romance of life. Yeah. Kind of. I
0: can get behind. Like that. it's
1: romantic in tone mm-hmm. in tone, but it's not
0: And I love um, the comedy. A lot of the jokes were, you know, making me laugh. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And I actually really like some of the feelings and themes that they were going with at the end, the like awe of life and, you know, enjoyment of the moment stuff. That Mm -hmm. I was really into. And I feel like they could have accomplished that in like 45 to 60 minutes with none of the Rachel McAdams rom-com stuff. Not that I don't want her to be in this movie. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Like, I would, you know, obviously not have enjoyed the movie as much if it wasn't her in this role. But I just feel like what this movie has to say could have been said better and more concisely and I look forward to seeing another person attempt this concept does that make sense I kind of
1: like I kind of liked that it wasn't the primary or I liked that what's the word for well, I'm looking for the word for like the more the moral of the story I guess I guess I liked that the moral of the story wasn't the one central focus of the film mm-hmm Okay. If it was, I would have been like, okay, whatever, like I've heard this in a million mm-hmm. times, like live in the moment, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. It would have bored me a lot, but okay. I liked how it, it like sucked me in first.
0: Okay.
1: Because I, I didn't know it was going there. Like I wasn't surprised when I got there at all. But in the beginning I was like, let's see where this, I had no information about this movie at all. So I was just like, let's see where this cute little movie goes. Okay, I
0: and see.
1: I I did like make several very very wrong predictions, like um, when they get the call about Kit Kat, I'm like, oh no, she's gonna die, yeah, and he's I totally gonna have to choose between dead. his sister and the baby, and like, yep. oh my god, this is the worst. I can't watch this movie. And then it didn't go there. It
0: was <laughs> Yeah. And it
1: totally did not get nearly as dark as I was worried that it was going to. I so actually I was,
0: was hoping okay for the higher that. stakes. Oh, you were? Yeah. Um, um, but I see what you mean. Like the misdirect with the rom com plot for the first 50 minutes, like got you more hooked. Whereas for me, yeah. it got me like unhooked. What
1: <laughs> it like softened me.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, so then by the time the moral came, I was like, "Okay, you're fine. I'm not bored of this this time."
0: Okay, I see. I see. I really liked the last the last hour or so of the movie. I really did, but um but the rom-com part was hard for me. I don't know why cuz I usually do love rom-coms, although I do have a tendency to tear them to shreds, I guess.
1: That's fine.
0: <laughs> That's
1: kind of a great way to enjoy things. <laughs>
0: It's certainly one way
1: (laughs) to enjoy them and be very aware of their flaws. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what parts did you cry at?
0: So what parts I cried at? um, Okay, so I said the dad dying does make me feel kind of sad. And it was the first couple like tugs at my heartstrings. Um, And then when they first arrived at the house after the phone call, I genuinely did think that the dad was already dead
1: me too because the mom was like I can't imagine life without your dad that's miserable
0: so I was just like oh okay um okay like this is where Mm. we're going and I am actually more more open to that narrative than I am to what's been going on until this and Mm -hmm. um I think my first eye moistening moment was mm-hmm. when Uncle Desmond says that the best day of his life was at Tim's wedding when the dad said that he loves him like that was mm-hmm. really cute that was really cute
1: yeah it got me when he said this is the worst day yeah
0: and i was That's... still under the assumption that the father had already died at that point so mm-hmm. that really so so when he says well that was the best day so this must be the worst day i was like oh god
1: yeah that was really sweet yeah
0: I kind of half teared up like I didn't have any like actual tears escaping my eyes however Mm -hmm. I did start to feel the first hints of moisture um and then Mm -hmm. and then immediately after my note is oh wait the dad is still alive um never mind I guess (laughs) um and I really I really like the stuff that they showed of him in between like the the discovery of the cancer and the father's funeral where Mm -hmm. they show you know the second secret and that the meaning of life is to make things as pleasant as possible for everyone around you like that I was really heartened by Mm -hmm. you know trying to make the world just a little bit easier a little bit less tense for other people it that I was I was really rooting for and then, yeah, of,
1: like, helping other people enjoy life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the idea that wealth is not the goal. You know, they talked about mm-hmm. how the potential for gaining wealth is there, but that has been explored by other time-traveling movies, and then that explains a way why Tim's father can not work from the time he's 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um But... That's not, like, the goal for Tim. And I like that they went ahead and were like, we're not going to go there. That's, like, not what this movie's about. So I'm really glad yeah. that they didn't have to have the whole, like, false journey to success and then su- subsequent fall. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. Um, and then I next said, okay, dad funeral. I'm prepared to cry now. And then they show <laughs> <laughs> during the funeral. They Or not during the funeral, but before the funeral, they show... Donald Gleason jump back to a point, mm-hmm. but it's not entirely clear at first. So I was like, oh, wait, the dad's still alive. And then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, never mind, never mind. Um, yeah. And then after the funeral, when Rachel McAdams, sorry, Mary, starts saying that she wants to have a third kid, and Tim realizes that that means that he won't be able to go back and see his father again after his new child is born, that was like really the stakes for me. Mm-hmm. That was the stakiest of the stakes in this movie. <laughs> the 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 beefiest stakes of this movie mm-hmm. were him realizing that in order to have a third child, he would have to give up seeing his father ever again, which is yeah. the which is the deal that everybody else is living. You know, like it wouldn't really make sense for him to try to explain to anybody else why his choices would be otherwise, because like they're already living that reality. Yeah. Um, so right before his, his third child is born, Tim goes back to a moment where he was playing ping pong with his father. And that last ping pong match, like, okay, that got me crying. Like,
1: yeah. When he's, cause yeah. Tim is like, uh, I'm not, I'm sad. I want to, I want love for my dad right now. And he's like, Oh, Oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I love the concept that he can go spend more time with his dad after his dad's death.
0: Yeah. And I really wish that there had even been a moment where he could say to Mary, like, could you let me process my dad's death for a little bit longer before we jump into our third kid? Like I want to have him, but like, you know, I need more time to grieve. And then he could take, you know, a little bit more of his own real life time to go back and forth, you know? And he
1: could have said, like, alternatively, he could have said, sure, let's try for another kid. Started trying for another kid, but then, like, still gone back to see his dad and just let whatever sperm be the last one yeah. be the last one, you know? Oh! But
0: oh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I, it's right up until it's right up until the child is born, not right up until the child is conceived, technically, mm-hmm. because he doesn't really know the kid until it's born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That last scene with his dad really made me cry a lot, especially once his dad realizes that it's his last time. It's the last time for Tim, even if it's not the last time for the dad. Like, oh, that was really hard. Like, like in a beautiful way. Like, yeah. like that's, that's the, those are the emotions I really wanted to be experiencing in this movie. The like mm-hmm. tragedy that even with the special ability to time travel, you're still never going to have enough time with the people that you love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that when he went back to see his dad, they just like played ping pong together and like talked yeah. like they they just did that
0: kind of stuff. Yeah. And and they went back to the beach when he was a kid. And like that mm-hmm. was definitely against the rules of time travel as stated by themselves. But whatever.
1: But mm-hmm. they didn't change anything. They were yeah. like, we're just going to do this walk on the beach. Yeah.
0: As when he was a
1: yeah, yeah he was I thought that boy. was really sweet. That's like another part that you have to suspend disbelief just a little bit more yeah. to accept that into the time travel rules. But I think it's possible. Like, it's fine. It's yeah. time travel. It's all bullshit. Those, <laughs> it's
0: like you can me with Riley's breath. mind in the Inside Out episode. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's just a Pixar movie about a little girl's brain. Like, don't take it that seriously. Yeah. It's not real. You have to accept it. <laughs> the way that time traveling is clearly real <laughs> um yeah so did you have any significant crying moments
1: i didn't actually like cry cry but okay i got teary at the part when mary has the first baby mm.
0: yeah mm. the first baby was beautiful
1: yeah I love
0: babies. I love babies. It made too. me think
1: about a dear friend of mine who is a parent who has like several kids now and when he had his first baby and how young he was. Like we went back a couple years after and looked at the pictures and I was like, "Oh my god, you were you were a kid. Like you were a mm-hmm. child." I think he was probably like Probably, like, 26-ish, mid-20s. Okay. Like, absolute fine age for having a kid. But mm-hmm. then when we looked at pictures, I was like, oh, you you look so
0: young. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> having kids also ages you because you can't sleep.
1: Yeah, but but then, it, I don't know, it made me think about that and, like, that him and his family and all those people that I love and, like. Babies and life and death. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, I did tear up at the baby, and then I, I drew a little frowny face on my notes when Desmond says that it was the worst day. Oh. So like that, yeah. Like I did a frown, but I didn't cry.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, I. Um, I think
1: I probably could cry. Like if I was on my period, I probably would have cried. Okay,
0: that's fair. I think. Let's see. I pulled a quote. I stopped the movie to pull a quote because I liked it. That was. I just try to live every day as if I've deliberately come back to this one day to enjoy it as if it was the full final day of my extraordinary ordinary life. Hmm. I loved that. Like, it's very much mindfulness. That's very much like reminders of mortality and how temporary life is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I like I said. I loved the last forty minutes or so of the movie. Um, I like that line because it's like a little bit, it's so
1: similar to the other time travel morals of live each day like it's your last, but it was mm-hmm. just a little bit better stated, like a little mm-hmm. bit warmer yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: I like the warmth and of this it's, movie.
1: Yeah. It's not really live each day like it's your last. It's like live each day because it's beautiful that you get to live it.
0: Yeah. It's like live each day with the gratitude for The life that you have.
1: Yeah. And do things on purpose. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is really hard for people to remember. Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we don't know anything other than being alive. So how are we supposed to be grateful for it? (laughs) Um, I don't have a choice, actually. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The very end of the movie also gave me some, like, rent vibes, you know? Like, with the message of, like, enjoy your life, surround yourself with people that you cherish cherish them with your whole heart and then the intercut montage of the very end of like everybody just like living their lives in this unglamorous but incredibly human and beautiful way like mhm i love that i really like that a lot
1: mhm
0: yeah yeah
1: open your heart to this movie <laughs> i don't don't watch it like maybell watched it <laughs>
0: I was, I took a note like 50 minutes in and I was like, this might be my inside out.
1: Like, Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that you didn't like it though, in
0: a way. I'm so glad that you did like it. I'm really glad that you did like it. Cause I was worried that we would both have the exact same <laughs> reaction to this movie and then our listeners would get very bored with both of us just raving against <laughs> the, like, poor female writing of this movie. Not female writing, but against the, like, poorly written women of this movie.
1: Yeah, it would have been a, a patrons-only episode <laughs> of, like, listen to us hate.
0: <laughs> listen to us hate this but
1: movie. It's nice. It's, like, a little bit of rever. Rubber- of a reversal of my expectations that Maybell's the softy and I'm like the slightly less soft
0: one. I'm a softy until you don't write women well, and then I'm a stone cold bitch. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um,
1: Oh, it didn't make me cry, but did Tim have three
0: daughters? Something like that. I, it was kind of unclear. I think it was ambiguous. To be honest, I, I wasn't paying the closest attention to the last infant's gender, but yeah, I think that was the idea: is that he has he has daughters, but can the time traveling ability still be passed through them to the next we generation? We don't know. Yeah, because then Kit Kat could also yeah pass it along. Could too. also pass it along. Um, yeah.
1: Why is it only the men? Honestly, okay, like yeah, they could have given Kit
0: Kat this ability
1: too, and why not?
0: Well, I think that would have detracted from her existing as a person for Tim to save. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I, I also thought to, I also thought Kit Kat was super weird. Like their relationship was. Kinda of strange to be honest when he when she like lays on top of him at the beginning of the movie and then says sexy pajamas. I was like, what? what? Yeah.
1: And my siblings and I are very close. Yeah. And we are not that close. Yeah, no,
0: like you and your siblings, I sometimes look at you guys as like a gauge of like what a normal sibling healthy and positive sibling relationship can look like. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't look anything like these two weirdos. Like I, I was a little bit, I don't know, sp- sus of this? Sus- like,
1: hmm? Yeah, I don't think I would lay on any of my siblings. Well, okay, no. Like, we would absolutely dogpile each yeah, other. Yeah, but
0: that's different. They're- but,
1: yeah. And then the sexy pajamas thing was absolutely, like, a joke of her being, like...
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> real sexy. But,
1: but, yeah, it was kind of weird.
0: It was just weird. And, yeah, I am an only child, so take everything I say about siblings with a grain of salt Um, like a boulder of salt. Um, let's see. Yeah. I think that's
1: it though. That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. I think that's everything for me too. So time for ratings. Do you want to refresh the listeners on our rating scale?
1: I sure will. One teardrop bone dry, two teardrops. I could see myself crying, but I didn't this time. Three teardrops. It got me a little four teardrops. I cried and five teardrops full sobbing. How much did you cry?
0: So I'm giving this movie a 3.5, which is currently the lowest rating I've ever given, but we're only seven episodes in, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Mm -hmm. I did cry, like actually cried, so undeniably it has to be above a three, but I'm docking Mm -hmm. it half of a teardrop because I just didn't like the movie. I'm I'm taking away half a teardrop on behalf of all women in every rom-com okay like so 3.5 for me how about you
1: I'm giving about time a two and a half I think I I kind of teared up Mm -hmm. it it could be a three on a on a fragile day I guess okay I guess that's it let's uh let's take another break
0: This episode of Tear Jerkers is brought to you by laughing so hard that you cry. Laughing so hard that you cry its so much fun.
1: (laughs) I love to laugh and cry. When was the last time you laughed so hard and you cried?
0: Actually, literally last night. I was playing a game online with a group of my friends. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this, but there's a game called Broken Picture Phone. You can play it online for free, um, and it's all remote. And it's basically like you... It's like telephone, but digital, you know, you come up with the phrase, someone draws it, and someone interprets it, and then someone else draws the new interpretation. Um, Yeah, and it's really fun, especially when you get a few rounds in, so you guys start to develop a shorthand and some inside jokes. It's really, really fun with a group of close friends. So I played that last night, and we ended up making a few jokes that just had me in complete hysterics.
1: Are they all like too hard to explain
0: I feel like yeah I feel like it would be just a rambling story that isn't funny to anybody who wasn't there so I'm not gonna get into it but Mm -hmm. but yeah it was basically like someone messed up in the first round and then we all agreed to just use that mess up as a shorthand Mm -hmm. um and it was hilarious that's so good yeah yeah
1: I don't think I've laughed so hard I've cried recently, but I do remember very clearly the first time that I laughed so hard that I cried. Oh, yeah. I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, The teachers had given our parents an assignment at some point during the year. They said, like, write a letter to your kid or whatever. And I do not remember a single line of the letter that my mom wrote to me. But it did make me laugh so hard that I cried. And the teacher read them all aloud. Oh, that's so It was like funny. the last day of school or something like that. That is so funny. Yeah. And I think we were supposed to guess whose letter was written about which student. And for oh. some, like mine, it was obvious because I was crying and laughing. Mm-hmm. And for other people, it wasn't. But that was the first time that I ever did that. And it was like a new experience for me. I, I wonder if I can find that letter somewhere. Oh, I Aww. would love
0: I would love to hear about it if you ever find it.
1: Ooh, the only other letter from a teacher I, or like thing in that vein I have a letter from my English teacher where he's saying like Kimia you're so smart what the fuck is wrong with you
0: <laughs> I had a few teachers like that too in high school they were like I can tell you're smart but you just do not care about this and I'm like I do not <laughs> I do not and that is just fine. And I was still getting like good grades in their classes, but they were like, you're, you have like a low A and I know that you could get a high A, but you just (laughs) don't care. And I'm like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Mine were like, Kimia, why do you get A
1: pluses on some things? And then you just don't turn half of your stuff in.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's also very clearly like a completely different, like you have ADHD and I Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 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 Oh goodness. Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. That's, uh, laughing so hard you cry. It's wonderful. I hope you get to do it. And with that, let's get back to the show.
0: All right, folks, we're going to be wrapping up the show today with our most pleasant segment. Take me to your happy place. Kimia, can you take me to your happy place?
1: This weekend, I got to babysit a kitten. Okay. Listen to me about this kitten. Okay. Her head was so small. Like her head was so tiny and her paws were ginormous. They were so huge and like once I realized the size difference between her head and her paws. I like I couldn't I couldn't unsee it. Uh-huh. She was so she was too cute to eat.
0: Oh. She
1: was just so cute. She was so little. And she was scared of me at first. And then after a couple days of kitten sitting, I was able to, like, scoop her up. And I picked her up, and she immediately started purring like a motorcycle, like, loud, like a lawnmower. And then I, she would, like, wiggle away. And I would scoop her, and she would be like, I fucking love this. Put me down. And I, I don't know why. But anyway, she was very cute. She was soft like a baby bunny. Oh, I love kittens. Um, yeah, she played with pom-poms like she would bat them around and then pick them up in her tiny little tiny minuscule mouth
0: <sighs> and you just left her there you just left her there with god knows who you didn't take her home her, you didn't her just mothers take, you didn't take her home and put her in your bed and cuddle her up and say you live here now and you're mine and i love you because that's what i, I, I would have her-
1: At her home because her mothers were going to be home in like a couple hours and I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. And also I have a cat who's full grown and she loves me so much and she's a real bitch and she would eat that other kitten.
0: That's true. Your cat is powerful.
1: She loves only me.
0: Yes. She loves you and only you. Although she, she has climbed into my lap a few times and every time it happens, I feel incredibly blessed. And you should, You you should. She doesn't do that with many
1: people. So that's my happy place. It was kitten sitting. It was wonderful. Go interact with a kitten.
0: Actually, I have to agree with you. I was going to do a different take me to your happy place, but I changed my mind because you just reminded me that the other day I was out and about and I saw these two girls who were sitting getting lunch at a patio someplace and they had a pet on a leash and I had seen like the leash was like going off somewhere and I couldn't see it at first. And then the animal came back and I was expecting a dog as one would upon a leash. And it was a cat and it was the cutest cat. And it was an adventure cat out in the world. It was so good. So anyway, so I think both of our take me to your happy places are going to be cats this week. So.
1: I saw your snap, and I think it was one of those, like, really expensive cats. What are those called? Like, bangles? bengals?
0: Yeah. It was a half bengal, half British pixie bob. So, what? yeah, British pixie bobs are apparently, like, a crossbreed between, like, um, bobcats and some sort of British cat, barn cats, I believe, um, and... What? So this, yeah. This kitty was so cute. The girl said that she got her off of Craigslist, which means oh it could God. be expensive. It could be not expensive, but I don't really know much about cat trading on Craigslist. Are you looking at pictures of Bengal cats now?
1: No, I'm looking about well I I kind I was, but then I had to look up a Pixie Bob because I wanna Oh, it bears resemblance to the North American bobcat. I was like, I don't want a cat that's part bobcat. Like, I met a, a dog a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that was half coyote. And oh. she was, like, gorgeous. Like, she looked kind of weird. Like, you could... I thought she was beautiful, but I also thought that she was, like, not traditionally a beautiful dog. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I want a cat that's half bobcat now. Because now you've put that idea into my head, and now you have dreams.
0: Now you have dreams. Now you have goals.
1: I want an animal that's half wild. My cat, <laughs> my existing cat, is half wild
0: yeah.
1: in her attitude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm back. Hello. Hello. I'm back. I'm back. I've refocused.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's all, folks. Did you like About Time? I know I didn't, but I'm okay with that, and I'm willing to discuss differing opinions online. So you can tell me how you felt about it by hitting us up on Twitter at tearjerkers_pod, underscore pod, and you can join the conversation with other listeners on our Facebook community at TearJerkers Community.
1: And if you want to send us a voice memo with your movie nomination and why that film made you cry, you can send that to TearJerkers.podcast at gmail.com.
0: And if you could please give us a five-star review or rating on whatever you use to listen to us, it would just be so helpful and it would help get the word out about this show.
1: And don't forget to subscribe or favorite so you can be sure to catch the next episode where we'll discuss the Fox and the Hound, which I've never seen before. Me neither. And as all... You haven't? No,
0: I'm excited.
1: (sighs) Me too. Okay. And as always, tell your friends about Tear Jerkers. Tell someone you know who loves seeing the same five British actors in everything about this podcast, like Bill Nye, DILF? Dilf. Mm-hmm. DILF.
0: I mean, okay. yes. Also, like, half of the cast of this movie is in Harry Potter, but also the cast of Harry Potter is in every single British film ever. Anyway. Or, if there are any grumpy British playwrights in your life, tell them to listen to us. Tear Jerkers is produced by me, Mabel Shimizu, and co-hosted by me and Kimia Ranjberon.
1: The wizard behind our intro music and the editing hero of this podcast is Gage Pryor. You can find more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash Lincoln, please. Thanks for listening. And if you're time travel, you stay the fuck away from Rachel McAdams, okay? You don't do that shit to her. She's had enough.
0: Uh-huh. Beautiful.